Hey, thanks for joining us here on another episode of About Fate. Uh, I do want to thank everybody that comes back each week and listens to uh, the podcast. I do greatly appreciate it. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe to this uh, this podcast, this episode. Um, I do think we do have another uh, great testimony for us uh, this week. Um, I do have my brother. People are going to be like, he say everybody his brother, his, <laughs> his sister. But, man, we are. We brothers and sisters that's in right. the Lord, that's right? right? So uh, that's why I said I don't try to, like, say, oh, just I do have this person. Right. I have my brother, right? We, right. we in the Lord. I mean, we got a lot of people on the Lord's side. So <laughs> right, a lot of right. brothers and sisters. People <laughs> help us fight, right? Help that's us right. fight this that's fight. Right. So we have Elder Victor Flowers with that's us right. here on today. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Man, I'm so glad that you stopped by and decided to come and share your testimony. I don't, I don't even heard, like, snippets of it when you uh, preach right? They, right they need to go and check out some of your messages that you've preached at our church on youtube no, y'all pray, y'all pray for me <laughs> <laughs> i believe you're right man sound sound teachings great uh-huh. messages right i love every time you you get up to speak so no, i appreciate I know it. you're gonna have something great for the listeners today they probably i don't know you probably got some scriptures down there yeah, on your notes they gonna probably <laughs> gonna make the people read they don't have like let me go pick up my book see what he's talking about so yes, i sir. i love talking to people especially when you can see somebody love the lord right and you can see somebody love the word of god right that's right, right. so i love it because it gets me excited that's right that's what <laughs> it's supposed me, to do. you know what i mean makes you want to run on it makes you you know right. let you know you're not in it by yourself by yourself that's at right. all right and so because uh, we can feel like that sometimes, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And the devil wants you to feel like that's that it. because a lot of people, that's when they start throwing in the towel. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we run the race by ourselves because you have to run it by right, yourself. Right. We're not in it by ourselves. That's so right. I got love some, it. You got some cheerleaders on your side. I know. I know. I love yeah. it. I love you. Um, so I, I, I'm going to start with what I think I know. Um, are you originally from, like, Ohio? Uh I'm from a whole bunch of places. Oh, really? <laughs> when I seen that question, I'm like, I don't know. I, I say I'm from Ohio, but um, my dad was in the military. Oh, for real? So we kind of, as a kid, we bounced around. Okay. Um, I was born in actually Fort Riley, Kansas on the Army base. Okay. Um, and like I said, I don't remember none of it. Um, but I think when I was three, we moved to Germany, stayed in Germany for a while. Yeah. Um, from there, I, I believe we moved to Kentucky and Fort Knox on another Army base. So. Yeah. My early childhood, I lived in Kentucky, Fort Knox, Kentucky, for a while. Yeah, and that's when my father had gotten saved, and we started going to um, a church of God in Christ called Hope Temple. Okay, um, so we lived there um, for a little while. Then we end up moving to Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, and then I stayed there. Uh, how long did we stay there? I stayed there actually till I was nineteen, and that's when I moved to Ohio with my father. Okay, and. Then I moved here to Dallas, so I've been all over the place. Anyway. Yeah, you said Germany, man. You've been across. Yeah, the, I don't. The and the thing is, I don't remember none of it. You My mother remember? got a couple pictures. I have one memory from that, and that's it. And I just remember me having. That's when those big wheels were out. Okay. Yeah. I just remember me. We must have lived in a. Uh, complex or something that had a elevator i just remember me taking my big wheel on the elevator and pressing the button for me to go yeah. <laughs> and that's only, only yeah. I have for that. <laughs> i'm gonna go back a little bit since you said you like you know you lived everywhere how was what was life like then for you growing up in the military like uh, as a military kid everybody that's different well, i mean you're experiencing different life different lifestyles different types of people probably right. everywhere right yeah now. well i mean i say since, since my dad had gotten saved um plus with the military i was taught a lot of good morals and a lot of 
uh, I had a solid foundation. Yeah. You know, you know, military teaches you to be a certain way naturally. So yeah, then you have, right. Don't play that. And, <laughs> and my dad definitely, he didn't play that. <laughs> he didn't play that. But, um, I mean, like I said, I didn't remember most of the, the, the Germany and Kansas. I don't remember none of that. Most of I remember is the Kentucky living in Kentucky and, um, Indianapolis and, and Dallas, of course. Um, but it was, it was interesting. I mean, we pretty much just what I do now as an adult with the church, you know, went to school and, and things like that. But, you know, it was fun. My dad would take us on our military base and show us around and take us into tanks and all that stuff like that. But, yeah, we got to meet a different, a bunch of different people, you know, moving from different schools, moving around and stuff like that. You know, you constantly never really got settled in my, my, I guess my social life. Right, right. Because right. I was constantly changing friends and constantly changing different people. But, you know, we made it through. I'm here by the grace of God. So, so. when you first moved, because that's Kentucky is where you say he got saved at. Is that, right. So what? How old were you around that time when you first? I was saved? about four or five. Four or five. So it was pretty early on. Right, so y'all moved on, on pretty right. quick. Right. A lot of places pretty pretty yeah. early. Yeah, right. that's crazy. Right. So, um, so you spent. I'm assuming you spent more a a lot of that time in Kentucky growing up. Then after that, is that yeah. Where? Well, no. When I was uh, how old was I? Fifth grade, so I believe I was about 10. Because what happened was my parents ended up getting divorced. Oh, okay. And so, of course, my dad, he moved to Ohio. And my mother ended up moving to Indianapolis because that's where her mother and father was at. Most of her family is at. Was so that rough on you, though, as, as a 10-year-old? Oh, very rough. Yeah. Very rough because, for one, my father was the stable spiritual person in our mm -hmm. household. Mm -hmm. So when they divorced, my mother didn't go to church anymore. Okay. So, of course, that's when the enemy started having his way with me. And I started getting entangled in, you know, things I knew not to do because I didn't have that. In that there anymore. Right. Would right. you were So, I mean, I don't know if you can remember. Sometimes I can't remember stuff when I'm a kid. But right, did, right. Did you enjoy going to church during those times? That, actually, that time? actually, I did. And I mean, even from a youth, I knew that God had a call on my life. Mm -hmm. I love Sunday school. Yeah. Um, the church we went to, Hope Temple Church of God in Christ in yeah. Radcliffe, Kentucky. I yeah. never forget that church. <laughs> yeah. um, when people know to play the whole name. They right, know. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we would. They would give you a dollar for every time you knew your your Sunday school scripture. And I got a dollar every Sunday. I loved the word. My dad would, you know, it's made like it, that. made sure we read our word. And and sometimes when he didn't want to spank us, our punishment was get in there and read your word and remember a scripture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, I, I had that solid foundation, and, and I love God. I love the singing of sunshine. Yeah. Man, I love those things as a youth. But of course, when they got split up, the enemy. You know, you still talking about that dolly made me think about that Carlson Carlton Pearson song that, uh -huh. that the love they used to give him a quarter. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the right. time he got out of college, right. he was getting a dollar. Right. Like, he was getting a dollar. I mean, I guess that's the motivation to learn. Right. Oh, yeah. To learn your Sunday oh, yeah. school lesson. I wanted that dollar. <laughs> Back then, you go to the candy store and get a whole bunch of candy yeah, for a dollar. For real. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like you, like you like, I mean, me uh, also being a church kid you know mm -hmm. growing up you do remember those times right growing right, up and you remember right. like you know the sunday school i can't remember all but i do we used to have these little cards we would get in sunday school mm -hmm. for the little kids right, right. the little sunday right. school lesson right and it kind of starts a foundation for you as a kid right. right like and i mean you may not remember everything you were taught but you do realize like hey right. you know, this thing is real people feel like right. kids can't retain it or they don't understand right. it but I mean, you you can, and it does it does help, especially when you get older, because it's like something in the right. back. <laughs> back it, it never leaves, you right? Know, it never leaves, and you know, my dad he was a deacon in the church, so I, we stayed in the church. You know, he had a key to the church, and yeah. 
you know, he he was uh, one of the lead singers in the choir. I didn't inherit that gift because yeah. I can't sing. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he would clean the church before service starts. So he was always the first ones there, always the last ones to leave. So right. my, my life growing up, you know, while my parents were together, was constantly in church. I mean, that's, that's all I knew. Um, so, of course, when I the enemy did introduce me to the world, it was all new to me. So right. I went into it with my eyes like, wow, I didn't know half this stuff. And that's how he enticed me you know yeah and you said you so it was what 10 when you moved to indianapolis yeah. when that happened mm -hmm. so man i can imagine like going from this i hate to use the word shelter because i feel like sometimes mm -hmm. it's a good thing to be protected it you know? is, yes. I, i'm gonna use that word protected right from like you know what i mean right, like right. The, the things of the world to now being able to like you're experiencing a whole lot of different things right what did that do to you like like, how did that have an effect on you, especially at 10, man? That's pretty, right. really Well, good. you know, not, you know, it's a reason why God designed family the way that he did, you know, a father and a mother in the home. And I give all props to my mother. She did the best she could as a single mother. Right. You know, but far as her having to take on both roles, <clears throat> she had to work double shifts half the time. So me and my older sister, we were there by ourselves half the time. So, yeah. you know, that's trouble. Right. A 10-year-old and well, my sister's four years older than me and a 14-year-old, right, right. you know, at home by themselves. You know, so, of course, you know, no father figure to, there to show me how to be a man. You start looking to the world, you know, you start you, a boy, a man is going to try to find somebody he can look to, yeah. you know, to show him how to be a man. A, a woman can only do so much. So right. all I knew to look at was either the, the rappers, the the drug dealers around our neighborhood right. or right. And, it, and all my friends. That's the one thing we had in common. None of us had our fathers. Right. So we just did what each other did, whatever we thought, you know, the majority was doing. And that's how I got into a lot of things that I got into, Yeah. you know, but just trying to find my way you know yeah that's a that's a that's an interesting thing because i feel like even me growing up i had the the people around but i mean you when you start you see certain things you growing up and then you're like oh well, i want I, I, that's interesting the right. devil plants it to you that's right. why it's important like you said it's, a, it's god designed the family for right a reason right like at one point in my life, it was just my mom. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right, so she right. got she got married. My father passed away when I was five years old. Wow. So, you know, it was just my mom. I had my grandfather around, but he wasn't in the, right. the house. You know right. what I mean? And so that's a difference. Yeah, yeah. And so even though he was a my grandfather was man's man. Like, right. He, right, <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Right. Old school. So he's uh -huh. like, um, but still, right? You still like you start growing up, you see experience different things. I know you mentioned like the rappers and people don't realize how much influence that has on a young right. person between that age, right? You start getting to those preteen years, those oh, teen yeah. years, and oh, you yeah. hear it and you're watching these videos, right. especially during, you know, we're the same around the same age. So, yeah. you know, you start watching these videos back then, they had the, the BT, yeah, they would yeah. show them on, yep. you know what I mean? And you see yeah. them with the nice cars and right. the women, and you're like, well, that's what, right. that's what I want. And see, and that's, <laughs> since that's what your peers liked, you figure that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. You know, okay, I need to, you know, wear the, wear the same stuff they're wearing and say the same stuff they're saying and, and talk the same way they're talking because right. that's what the world is looking like they accept. So right. I'm trying to figure out how to be a man. Yeah. Don't got one of the, a godly man in the home to show me how to be one. So, oh, well, that must be the way yeah. I need to go. You know? Yeah, and that's what they put up on a pedestal. Right. Oh, well, I need to dress like him. Like you said, right. I need to talk like him. So you're listening to these lyrics trying to get your speech right, right yeah. like him. <laughs> right. right? You know, it sounded crazy because you grew up in church. Yeah, and you it don't, it don't get... match. <laughs> right, it don't match. <laughs> and so it's like, it's a it's an interesting thing. And I think that it's it's one that you, you definitely have to like watch and pray over your children for because right. especially if you have them in church and you're bringing them up in church because there's so many things that 
the enemy is trying to set up traps for out to right. try out to get them. I mean, you're a father, so I'm sure mm-hmm. and that's your thing. Like, how can I protect my kids? Right. Like, watch over my kids and guard them, you know, against the enemy because uh I we know the Bible teaches he calls the young because they're strong, so the enemy knows that too. Right. And he's gonna try to do whatever he can to right. get us at an early age. When you hear most of our testimonies, it's that's right. Yeah, it starts right. like that. Yeah, when I was a teen, right. I was introduced to this or that. Yep. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? the same way the enemy did Jesus. Got him try to get him when he was young, before he was even born. Right. You know, and that's why, you know, I'm so big on that. Like you said, I got I got three boys, a girl, and, and one on the way in, in July. I actually do on my birthday. Yeah, congratulations. So, so I'm I'm so big on just keeping the family together because I know the effect it had on me. So I just want to be that godly example for my kids. Yeah. And I told my wife she she can't put me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you put me out the front door, I'm coming in the back. You know, you shut the back door, I'm coming through the window. You know, I'm, I'm just so I'm so firm on that because I see the effects it had on me. Yeah. And I don't want my my kids to ever experience, you know, what I had to experience, you know. Yeah. I understand that, especially like when you're saying you've been through it and you're like, yeah, I don't want them to go down the same path. And I know you're 10, you said you start seeing those things, you're trying to be like those. So um, what are some of those things you started to get into, right, that, well, that the devil, I guess, right. pulled you into? Right. Um, and, and, you know, before I get into that, it was, it's something. And, and that's why I thank God so much for his mercy and his grace, mm-hmm. because I can remember, you know, of course, I started hanging around people that, you know, shouldn't have been hanging around with. And it seemed like at first I tried to get involved with some of that stuff, but I couldn't. Yeah. And I I, I can feel, you know, even at, at that time, I was about maybe 13, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I can feel like it's like God was preserving me and trying to keep me from it. Yeah. And I remember praying in my bathroom one day. I said, Lord, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. 12, 13 years old, just telling the Lord, leave me alone. I, I want to go out, you know. It was that strong. Right. right. It was strong on me. And, and I can feel like God was keeping me from that. Yeah. And it's like after I prayed that prayer, that's when I started doing everything. I got into selling drugs, of course. At that uh, early age? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Selling drugs because that's all the that's all the people did in my um, around my community. Well, yeah. that's all you knew was to sell drugs. You know, my like I said, my mother was the only one taking care of the home, so we didn't live in a great neighborhood. You know, we yeah. live where we can live at. Right, right, right. You know, my mother, we ate every day and everything like that. So around 13, 14, yeah, selling drugs, smoking weed, smoking yeah. black and milds, um, drinking, um, messing with the girls, cussing, fighting, yeah. Yeah. you know, doing all type of things. And, of course, it grew into more and more stuff. As I got older, hanging around the same same people, um, we eventually got into robbing people, um, just Trying to be thugs, yeah, and trying to be thugs, and trying to be something that we wasn't, you know. And the devil had a had that stronghold on me. But it seemed like even in the midst of that, you still knew in the back of your mind, you know. And and, and the thing is, other people knew that mm-hmm. people that would you know would talk to us or something like they would always tell me I'm different. Mm-hmm. And they can tell I didn't belong. Yeah, even my friends sometimes they like me. You don't you know you don't belong. You're different from us, right? You know. And most of them didn't know I grew up in church, but they right. can tell. You know, something was different about my life. And even right. out of all of us, I was always the mature one, right? Always a peacemaker. You yeah. know, you know our friends. We would get into it with other people, and they were like we we don't want to fight Victor, but you know we don't like them too. You know, yeah. or you know it was I was always you know just different. You know, right. I always kept a job. I always had my bills paid while my yeah. friends was having to stay with me or not being able to do, you know, the things they're supposed to do because it was something to me that was different, but the enemy just had that stronghold on me. And what's, what's crazy about it is, like, um, I, I was thinking as you were talking about that, like you said, you're different. And even through those times, like, you're like, when they start saying, hey, you're different, 
it's like something in, in you, like the enemy, you try to prove I'm right. not different. Right. You would tell more just yeah. to try to prove, nah, you don't know what she's like. Peter yeah. did. You yeah, know yeah. what you would do? No, yeah. I ain't. Well, nah. I'm just get cussing oh. and everything. <laughs> right, right. Right. You know, and that's, right. And that's what you do. You, you, and it's a, tra- it's a trick of the enemy, I think, especially for a lot of like church kids. And I think like it's important for them to hear these types of testimonies right. sitting down. Like, right. you're not, you're not, what you're going through or what you're saying right. ain't new. Ain't nothing different. It ain't new. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, we, we talk about it and, you know that what's that phrase, right? Like the game stays the same, just the right, players change. Right, that's it. Right, it's still the same that's things it. going on. Right, it's just y'all may have more technology right, now, right? But it's still the same. Right, it's still the same stuff. It's still the same. Like the enemy doesn't have any new tricks. New trick, that's right. I think I uh, passed the priest message before. I think it was same devil, same tricks. Okay, yeah. And you know what I mean. He he has those three three tricks: look at the eyes, right? Look at the flesh part of life. That's all you. It's all you. You <laughs> see it in right. Adam. And uh-huh. Eve's story, you see it with Jesus, you know, he's he's trying right. to tempt him. It's the same trick. There's nothing that's, that's different, like you talked about, right? You saw right. lust of the eyes, right? You saw mm-hmm. him first, right? Right now, you're like, hey, well, I want to be a pro, I want to experience right. this. Lust of the all flesh. The, the cheering on that goes <laughs> with that and having the best clothes and all you hear that that pride of life. Right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so like now you're right, you're like, Well, no, I'm I'm just like y'all. Right. I'm just yep. that's that pride in you. Yep. And so it's like it's 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 a different. It, it's 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 the same thing, and uh, it's important. Like again, for for church kids to hear, like that's nothing new. When we right. say when you when you ha- when you sit here and you hear people like me, like you, that's been out there, or you know, what I mean, I never sold drugs or anything. Like I tried, but I was terrible, and so I gave it up. <laughs> and like I was like, this is too much work. I don't. Right. I don't. I really just work. This is too right. much. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people this much. Uh, I, agree. <laughs> so, I, uh, I was just like, this, this, I don't want this. I let somebody else have this. Right. Uh, and so, uh, and you 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 start realizing like it's important to hear like when we say things like that's nothing out there. Right. We I know. tell my oldest son that now he's fourteen and he's dealing with the same peer pressure that I dealt with. And I have to talk to him all the time. Like, I understand. I know you think daddy old and don't know that. And I sit there, I tell him, I, I'll start telling everything I know you're dealing with. And he was shaking his head, like, yeah. It's like, see, I've been there. Been there. And I said, I told him, I said, man, but how many of them friends that I was trying to impress when I was out there, how many of them do you think I still run with now? Yeah. I was like, none of them. I said, you got like four more years left of school. I said, after that, you're going to be, you know, living your own life. Stop trying to please people. Be right. who you is. Be who it is you know you're supposed to be. Live for God and, and don't worry about what people say. It's a lot of things you can avoid, too, just living for right. God at an early age, which I, that's what, I mean, like you said, we can, we can, we can teach the next generation, right? right? Like, hey, right. there's so many things you can avoid. I like people always say, like, they don't have any regrets. I'm like, I do. I wish I got saved soon. That's right. <laughs> Uh, the same way you know what I mean it's things yep. you don't like you'd be like I would I wish I didn't experience right. this I wish I didn't have to do it. because those are things that you know now you've put in your flesh and now the, the enemy can fight you and you have to like kill it all the time make sure you yeah, stay under right. the blood it's against those things um, I was thinking about that even before I came here you know the devil like you said has no new tricks he can only play on your appetites right you know if you don't got an appetite for it he can't tempt you with yeah, it you know I tell right. people all the time I've never had chitlins. I tell, <laughs> I tell people I don't like them, but I never taste them. Right. You know, so when Thanksgiving comes and everybody breaking their necks to get to the store to get them, I'm fine because I don't know what it tastes like. I might like them. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, don't have an I never taste them. Right. So it, it don't bother me when it's that time to come. And it's the same with the enemy. He's only going to use those things that he had you bound by. Right. So the less things you got involved with, the less things he's got. to. T- I've never done like crack cocaine or nothing like that. So that's not a nothing he's going to tempt me with. Right. But it's going to be the same things that he knew he had me with before. That even after I've gotten saved, 
I've got to make sure I keep a level of salvation, uh, sanctification and a level of discipline because it's going to be the same things he's come back with. Me come with. back with. Right. I, I, my mom was telling me this, too. Like, uh, it's, 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 it's a blessing to have safe parents. Right. And my mom was telling me this because uh, my mom, her, her testimony is it's great. Right. She grew up in the streets. They didn't know anything about mm -hmm. the life. And again, my her father, my grandfather was <laughs> prison five times. So, oh, wow. you know what? Mm -hmm. my, my grandmother, you know, she they were in the street. They were that's what they they mm -hmm. knew. So that's what she was raised right. up. So she ended up being bound uh on crack. Mm -hmm. And uh she talks about like even after being saved, I think at the point she was like, I've been safe for 20 years. She like sometimes I wake up and coach was like, like she she could feel it in the dream that the enemy will try to come in You're in right. her dream, and she yeah, can right. feel like she has the crack pipe in her hand and it feels so right. real. And then she's like, when she wake up, she has to rebuke the enemy. That's because right. I'm like, and I found myself in those situations right. after right. being saved. And you wake up and you like, oh, like right. I'm you still saved. I didn't that. do none of right. that. Right. Like, and so you the know. enemy wants you to feel those right. feelings again. And see, that's something. It's the appetite. You know, just like now. We don't got no pizza pizza in front of us. But mm -hmm. if I think about it, I can think about what pizza tastes like. Right. Even though it ain't in front of me. Right. I got the memory in my mind. You right. know, I know what it tastes like. Right. And that's what he does. He'll play on your mind. Even though you're not actually doing it, he'll bring those what it felt like. Because, of course, sin has pleasure for a season. Right. He'll bring up those. He won't bring the bad stuff up that, to that, your mind. No, but he'll, bring, right, you but he'll that. bring up the good times. Maybe when you was with your friends and y'all was chilling or doing this and doing that. I remember that. And you were so peaceful. You know, he'll deal with your mind and right. bring those feelings back up. And if you don't learn how to rebuke them, and, and and war, you know, spiritually so, you know, and bring down those strongholds, he'll start having you start thinking back again, you know, about right. those things you used to do. Have you on the wrong path and you dwelling on the wrong side. Right. right? And, and that's, the... that's what he did with me when I got saved. You know, um, I can remember, I, of course, not selling drugs anymore. So I was working a job at the hospital, um, um, patient transport, taking the patients back and mm -hmm. forth to their not making hardly no money. I'm in school. Right. And I remember just stopping to get some gas. And somebody came to me, you ain't got no weed on you to sell. And, you know, asking me, do I got any drugs to sell? Because right. that was a little bad in the neighborhood where we was at. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't sell drugs. And as soon as he left, and he was like, see, if you have some drugs, you can make money right here. All you know, And I had to rebuke that. You know, right. everything right. that I dealt with right. that I was doing at a young age, going back to what you said, when you stay, when you get yourself entangled on certain things, those are the same things he's going to play with you again, um, play, play with your mind about. Right. You know, and if I never gotten caught up in those things, that wouldn't have been a temptation to me. It would have just right. been, oh, no, I don't sell drugs. Man. Yeah, you know, and you know. used to hear it, right? Like, my granddad used to say, you know, but you like, yeah, that you're talking about. Right, oh, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about? But, like, you know, if you're doing all those things, that, like you said, like we've been talking about, there's more things for the enemy to try to right. bring up to fight you with. But, I mean, again, we're going to get into talking about the power of God and how right. it can keep you. I mean, we've already talked about it. You talked about keeping yourself and discipline is very mm -hmm. important, right? You have to know, hey, yeah, I ain't going to go around there. And, like, I think teenagers these days, especially growing up, like, the ones we like, we try to bring up in church, they think like seducing is new. Like women right. just started seducing, right. Right. <laughs> girls just right. started seducing with right. them. Like nah, <laughs> they've been it's been happening, right. right? Like like you know, drug dealing just started, just or, start, right. or or rapping just nothing started. Like, this, <laughs> like this, right. this, stuff, this stuff has has been out there. Now I do get that it's right at your fingertips. Right, right. it is. You know what I mean? It's right there for them. But the power of God still has like supersedes all of that that's right and if you yield your life to him you know he he's wonderful so i know you you said you did all of those things like and i'm assuming like time went on and mm -hmm. um so when did i mean looking when you when you're going through it of course you don't know it right but looking back like do you remember when god first kind of started dealing with you 
Yes, I do. And, and, and it's funny because, you know, some people had a date when they got saved and all that. But mine was like a, a process where he was dealing with me. Right. You know, I know the day I don't remember the date, but I know the day when I called my dad and told him I was, I was saved and giving my life to the Lord. But I was 19 and um, I said I was going along doing my thing. Um, but I did have a good job. It was one thing I always maintained a good job. Yeah. You know, I was doing which is, which is hilarious. I, right. heard, I have one of my other friends. He talked about he sold drugs and had a job. I was like, what is what is right? What is you happening? Know, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't even need to do it. You know, that's just, that's how you know it's just bondage. You don't even need to do it. Right. I had a good job. Um, and I was doing security at this place, and it was funny because the job that they I got a promotion, and the job they had given me, um, he was supposed to be twenty five to even do it. It's an age requirement on it, but I was only 19. Oh, wow. But they gave me the job anyway. But by me doing that, I had to work next to this guy that was a Christian. Oh, wow. So now I know it was the Lord, you know, yeah. you know, Focus putting it right, orchestrating yeah. it. You know, I'm all happy thinking, you know, I just got a promotion. I'm this and that, but God had other plans, you right. know. So this guy was witnessing to me all the time, you know, telling me about the Lord. And I would tell him, like, yeah, I grew up in church, telling my story and everything. And from that, you know, I would go home. This is like the Lord would just start dealing with me. Mm. about dreams you know and said my mother didn't um she didn't go to church or nothing but you know our, our older parents they always kept a big bible somewhere right, right, you, right they never right. read it but it was always yeah. somewhere so <laughs> yeah. my mother always kept a, i mean a huge bible <laughs> i mean a huge bible it was probably about as long as this thing. Um, <laughs> but um she kept it there and I, and I knew you know where it was at so you know some just told me just start getting your word and reading it and I just remember just starting to pick up my Bible and just start reading certain things. Didn't really understand nothing at that. I had gotten so far away from the Lord. Didn't really understand. It's like I was starting all over again, mm -hmm. you know, but I would go back to work. That guy would witness to me, he would, you know, tell me about, the, you know, serving the Lord and living for the Lord and everything. And I remember going home one night and um, I had a dream because at this time I said I was selling drugs, had a good job. Um, at that time, my stepfather, um, he had owned, he was like part owner of a club. He was thinking about bringing me into, you know, help run the business with him right he was in the real estate so i was getting ready to get you know getting the real estate i'm like i'm thinking money oh man i'm about yeah, to start yeah, getting yeah, money yeah. getting paid you know and i remember in this dream i was in like a tall building like one of these buildings you see downtown class building real high and i was sitting like at a big executive desk and you know i had my little chair turned around i'm looking out this big window and i could see the whole city you know throughout this window and i'm standing there like i'm just on top of the world yeah and i remember the sky cracking in the dream uh -huh. And all of a sudden I fell, like I fell from that building and I was in hell mm. and it was dark and it, it felt so real. I can feel the fire around me. I can feel the yeah, heat yeah, in my yeah, sleep. Yeah. Even when I woke up, I was sweating. I was so hot. But in the dream, I remember saying, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. That's all I kept saying. I'm not supposed to be here. And I saw the bright light begin to lift me up out of that dark place. And that's when I woke up and sweating and I grabbed that Bible. That's all I knew to do was to grab that Bible and didn't know where no scriptures was at. Right. But I turned to the Bible, I turned to the scripture and said, what do a prophet a man to gain the whole oh, world right. and in the end lose his soul? And I knew the Lord was letting me know, like, you're getting all this stuff, right? but your soul is lost. And I went to work that day. Well, no, it didn't happen that soon. You know, that, that stuck with me. But it seemed like even before I had even asked the Lord to save me, it's like he even started dealing with my desires even before then. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. certain things, I just started, I started being more, you know, being more circumspect about things like certain things that I start going over my friend's house less. Yeah. You know, I'm like just certain desires I start losing. Yeah. And even the rap music, like I just like, yeah, like I don't want to hear that stuff no more. Yeah. And I remember one day in the van, I went to work it's in my security van and I'm just sitting there just thinking, and it's feel like the presence of God just came in there so strong. 
so strong. I mean, every time I tell it, I almost want to cry. I have to, <laughs> that's why I'm hey, taking my time yeah. because I think about it. And, 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 you know, I always remember that prayer. I prayed when I was 13, 12, 13 years old and told the Lord to leave me alone. Yeah. And he could have, he, it's could like have. he did it for a while, but he yeah. didn't have to come back yeah. and, and show me that grace and that mercy. But I felt the presence of God come in so strong and I began to cry in that van. And it's like the Lord just broke me down. And I begin to say, Lord, save me. I want to be saved. I want to be kept. I, I need your help. And after I had my episode in there, it went on for about a good 20, 30 minutes. I started <laughs> crying out to God. I went. I knew the only person to call was my dad. Right. Because, see, at that time, I quit talking to my dad. Mm -hmm. Because he kept, every time we talked, you need to be saved. You need to be saved. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I yeah. didn't want to hear that. You right. know, I didn't want to hear that. I, I, I heard that my whole life growing up. And you know, was was hurt about my parents not being there, you know, needed my father. And I was just mad at him. Right. And I'm like, all you got to say to me is I want to be saved. I don't want to hear that. Right. So I quit talking to him, you know, but I knew he was praying for me. So he was the first person I called. I was on my job. I said, <laughs> Dad, I'm crying. And boo. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, I just got saved. He's like, what? And I mean, he started praising God on the phone. <laughs> and he got happy and everything like that. And, and you know, make a long story short, well, um, I gotten saved and gotten rid of all my my rap music, you know, and that's why we know salvation comes with deliverance. When you get saved, he do something in you. Right, you right. ain't he ain't got to win you off nothing. I right. had no desire to listen to that music no more. Quentin, one thing I did do, even though I wasn't going over there as much, because I would, I, I had a normal routine. I would go to my friend's house every morning. We either smoke, sell drugs, whatever. Right, play the video game, play Madden or whatever. Right, right. And I started doing that less, but I would go over there every once in a while because I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know how to replace it with anything. Didn't right. have no church home. All I just knew I right, 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 right. And I would go over there and I just wouldn't feel right. I'd go on, I'd just be quiet. I'd just sit and be quiet. I don't feel good you in know, this environment. Right. It don't feel right. And I remember I kept going over there though. And I remember I slipped up and said a cuss word. And some let me know I can't do this no more. I felt right. so bad. Like I was hurt. I went home and I and I like boo-hooed and cried. Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know I'm not supposed to do that. And right, right, right. Everything and something let me know. I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I remember calling my dad. I knew I had to leave from where I was at. I had too much I was tied up into, too much I was bound by, you know, that was still pulling on me. And I didn't have a church home. Right. I knew nothing about denomination, knew, didn't know nothing about sanctification, didn't know nothing about right. that. So I called my dad and I said, can I move down there with you? And he said, um, he said, pray about it. He said, I want you to fast and pray. I didn't know, you know, nothing about that, you know, except <laughs> when we was younger, because yeah. you know, but I didn't know the purpose of it, but he, you know, told me what to do, gave me instructions. So I did that and fasted and prayed like, Lord, do you want me to move down here? Yeah. Um, and I remember I started going um, to a church of Christ um, with one of my friends because I told him, you know, we're going to start hanging. We got to go to church, you know? Yeah. And he was trying, but he, you know, he wasn't sincere as I was, but he was going just because I guess I was his friend. Yeah. Um, but he knew one of his mentors went to a church of Christ. So we went and those, um, mind you, I've been fasting and praying about what to do. And I remember get, going in there and they passed out the, the pamphlets, the church program. Yeah. As big as day on there, it said, are you listening when God is telling you to do something? Yeah. And Genesis, the 12th chapter, when God told Abraham to leave his father's house <laughs> and to move to another place <laughs> that I'll show you. And right there in church, I tapped my butt. I said, God is talking to me. God. <laughs> I was so happy. And I was laughing. He's like, what yeah. are you talking about? He's like, man, I got to get out of here. I got to go. Yeah. I got to go. And I called my dad afterward and told him, you know, what, you know, what the Lord had done and the answer he'd given me. And. I moved down there and that's how I ended up in Ohio. Yeah. That's you know, but I had to I had to leave, you know, leave everything. Cause even at that time, uh, my wife now, she was my girlfriend. Yeah. I left her. You oh, know, for I, real? I broke up with so her. So y'all knew each other. Yeah, before. we were high school sweethearts. Oh, okay. 
high school sweethearts and even her before I moved. I told her, you can't come over no more. We can't do can't do the fornication no more. Can't do. <laughs> I, I was I was sold out. I was serious, you know, yeah. because I, I, I knew what God had did in my life, you know. So me and her had, had split up for four years. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I left and went down there and, and moved. And that's how I began to go into um, the church in Ohio, Neville's Temple Church of God in Christ. Yeah, and a, that's when I started preaching and everything. So that's a blessing. I, I want to hear those some like some something that you said, you talked like because again, man, I, I think this is there's a there's a running theme of like discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talked about it, right? Like yep. I feel like that's I mean, there's a running theme here. Like, I'm just let the Holy Spirit like give us the theme, right? right even right, if right. even somebody giving their testimony. And there, right. there's a people want to experience like new heights and new depths in mm-hmm. God, but they're not willing to put themselves through that discipline right. or that sanctification. You talked about like still, hey, I don't know what to do. I'm right. still going to hang out with my friend. Right. And before you know it, you're back in it. I'm saying, I'm saying yep. a curse word. And it shows you like, I can't be around. Even though the Holy Ghost had let you, you know right. what I mean? He was like, you know, you got saved and he was like, I'm throwing away rap music. But right. like, you can't continue to put yourself in same situation expecting a different that's result, right. right? And so that's what so many people they 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 want to do. They want to tie themselves up with their old things and like right. oh, I'm, I'm gonna change them and like, expect nah. to be new. Like no, nah, right. you're not going. You're right. not going to work you, like that. You know that's not how you change it. That's not how you you know you get them to see. You have to let them see the change in you. The light. Right. Hey, I can't. I can't be around you. And, and you know, and you like you said, I, I've been there too. You get saved. You like you try to hang out with your friends. I. I was with my friends and I was trying to still just like oh we ain't doing nothing right right, right. like this, this it still don't feel right, right. it don't it it like don't. I'm not even doing we're not even because doing it's forced you trying to be a certain way they trying to be you know it, it's not you can't really be you and you got yeah. a defense of because you know now what I'm not supposed to be doing right and you know they can they're not safe so they're eventually gonna slip up and do something yeah you know and you're just like this don't feel right you know like I still love you because you know mm-hmm. and right. that doesn't mean you don't love your those friends right. that you had because. I mean, people act like you know you don't have true love for people. They're right? Like, no, like you can have some real good, solid people right. that you meet before that's you get right. saved that's in right. the world. Right? That y'all will ride or die for each right. other. That's right? right? And that's the truth. And it's like I don't. That don't mean I don't still look. At, I still check on some of them today. Right. Like, hey, that's how you right. doing? That's like right. you know, I just want to make right. sure you're okay. Right. right. And and but you like I realize like it can't be an everyday. It right. couldn't be an everyday thing and anymore. Two can't walk together unless they agree. Right. You know, and, and that's something you know because, like you said, you don't. I think it, sanctification is so important and they don't teach it as much as they used to. Not but I always say sanctification is like the gate to your salvation. Mm-hmm. It's like the fence. It, it keeps everything out. You know, you right. got to have that defense up. Yes, right. you say. But when I was still around my friends and, and didn't I didn't replace my old habits with nothing. Right. I didn't know what to do. You right. know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I didn't know what to do. I, I, what do I do now? Yeah. You know I'm saying what do I do? You know, so I, I I was saved, but I didn't have that fence up. Right. You know, and it wasn't until I learned about sanctification and learning that it's certain things I can't do. I got I got to guard my salvation because the enemy will still try to get me and tangle back up with those things. Just right. like the Bible says, when a man cleans up his house, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the enemy goes out and it, comes, he, right, comes on back. And if you ain't filled it up with nothing, he going to invite it seven more of his friends. You know? So he's putting up a border right. force. He's going to put right. up a better security right. over your own soul. That's right. He's trying to get That's he's it. trying to keep you. Like when you come back, so he's like, he's letting you know, like I have to fight for this. That's right. I'm gonna protect this, right? right? Like, and so, I, like you said, sanctification is a gate. I love that analogy because what am I doing to protect myself? That means I can't watch the same stuff. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And then it's some stuff you like, I, like you know, 
I, I still have this conversation with friends that I'm like, I may be watching something. I'm like, oh, it's gonna seem bad, mm-hmm. and that stuff happened. You're like, ah, yep, can't turn, yeah. It's something because it might have been good. You know, it was good at first, yeah. then it just started, and you was like, why, why they have to do that? Now I yeah. can't even watch it. It, it, it may, it may <laughs> you know? even be for you because the Lord just may be right. dealing with you. Right? I mean, we know this as 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 ministers. Sometimes God's just like. I, I can't. I have to keep myself pure in my mind, That's pure, right. so I can hear from the Lord for right. whatever He's trying to tell. You know what I mean? So it's just like I, I can't even. Right. And I see, can't even get into this. <laughs> I used to have to. I used to get. You know, people would get frustrated me about that because, and it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a sin for nobody else. It was just certain things that I couldn't do right. because the background I came from. Right. So it's certain things that might trigger certain things that I used to do in me. That okay, yeah, it might not be a temptation to you, but if I get wrapped up in it. I I, uh-uh, I can't, you know, and that's why the Bible say lay aside every sin and wait right, because right, you got to know right. what's a wait for you, right? Because that wait will lead you back to the sin, you know. Right. And you know, I can remember, you know, getting saved and now I'm living for the Lord. I started going to college and just me knowing the background I, I came from and the things I had to go through because I'm just trying to live a level of sanctification because I want to maintain my pureness and holiness, you know, right, right. not not fornicating no more. So right. okay, I'm I'm watching what I watch on TV. Right. No communication with no females, right, right? Because I I know me, you know, <laughs> right. and I can remember the devil tried me so much on that in, in in college, you know. I can remember I walked by girls, hey, how you doing, cutie? This and that, and I wouldn't say nothing. Oh, he must be gay, and getting called gay and stuff like that. And in my flesh, I'm like, if you knew me back in the day, so you now, know, and so know? that's what the enemy wants you to right. do because he wants you to like see they calling you gay. So now right. you're gonna try to prove yourself, right? Right. And I'm not right. this, but nah. And like see, I and, and that's why it's so important to stay in your word because what kept me was I, I I used to I used to always read the book of Timothy when I first got saved because he was young and mm-hmm. I was a young minister. Yeah. You know, and he would Paul would tell him things like flee youthful lust. Mm-hmm. And I would keep that stuff in my mind. Flee it. Like I yeah. I, I, I know what that stuff did to me. So run from it. Run from don't it. don't entertain it. Run, you got to be real with yourself and know some people thought oh, I got the Holy Ghost, I can do I can do. no, but you can't tempt God. You can't put yourself in certain situations that you know you was bound by, right? And then put yourself there and be like, I'm gonna be okay. No, you gotta know yourself, be real with yourself, and know not that you're afraid of the devil, but you gotta you gotta be you gotta be wise with your salvation, right. you know. Right. So and so I, I thought about that too. Um this I like basketball, you know this. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. I like basketball, and one of my I mean, I don't say one of my favorite, like um basketball player like ever was Kobe Bryant. Okay. And uh, he gave somebody a quote. He was talking to uh, another basketball player and they, they was like, you know, he, he told him like, hey, when you see a lion, a lion, you know, he's not worried about the flies flying around his face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, he's like, right. when he's going for a kill, he's, or he's like trying to hunt. He's not focused on everything else that's going. He's, fo- mm-hmm. he's focused on his what he's trying to get his dinner his meal right and so like i i, I actually think about that right i'm trying to get to heaven right that's you know right. what i mean Amen. i'm not focused that's on right. the flies that's coming around that's right i can't focus on everything that's passing across my face my 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 i have to have my fixation on my goal that's and right. my goal is to try to get to heaven that's and right. if that means i have to let let go of this or let go of that that's not what I can. I'm gonna zoom in on because that's, that's what right. the enemy wants you. He that's wants right. you. You 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 to miss your your, your destination because you're too busy worried about right. all worried the other about stuff, everything else. right? And so I, I don't. That's what I feel like. Sanctification is keeping yourself in check, mm-hmm. keeping yourself focused, right? You know what I mean? Because right. it's yeah, easy to get unfocused. It is. <laughs> like, you that's know what right. I mean? It's so much things in the world, uh, and, and we talked about like it's at your fingertips. It's on. It's everywhere you turn. Mm-hmm. It's so many things, and like you said, it, it could have been. It was. You in college, and here comes the enemy. Right, you know what I mean. You That's have right. to keep yourself That's disciplined right. and 
read your word and what are, I guess let's get what's what are some of those things you did to keep yourself distant? Well, that's what mainly reading the word and 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 developing my relationship with the Lord and of course going to church, you know, learning about God. The more and more you learn about God and learn about why it is you're doing what you're doing. Right. You know, like you said, you understand you got a goal in mind right. and you understand, you know, he that had his hope in him purified himself. Right, when you, right, when right. you start learning things, OK, if, if my goal is heaven, if my goal is to please God, I need to know what's not going to please God. Right. I right. need to know what he likes, what he don't like. So the more and more I, I drew close to God and learned of him and, and learned why. And, and I think that's to make a side note. I think that's so important. It's something I try to do with my children. I don't just tell them not to do stuff. I try to tell them why. Right. Because the young people need to know. Sometimes they just hear us say, we don't go to the movies or we don't do this or we don't do that. Yeah. But why? But why? And, and, and when I was younger, that was some things that wasn't really explained to me. So right. if I don't know why, the enemy can give me a reason why. Oh, they right. don't, just like he did eat. Oh, right. he don't want you to eat this fruit because he just don't want you to know this right, or that. Right, right. He's giving his own reason why God said no. Right. You know, right. but we got to know why God says not to do what it is we do. Right. You know, so through me reading my word and knowing why it's not good to fornicate, why it's not good to do this, why it's not good to sell it, why, you know, learning why I need to do what it is I need to do if I want to get where I'm trying to go. Right. You know, so just praying and reading my word and, and staying with other people in my church. You know, now I had new friends. Right. So like you said in the beginning, you know, we got brothers and sisters in the Lord. Right. Knowing I ain't in this fight by myself. You right. know, we had a young group at church. We always sat in the front. You know, we yeah, always, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you can always, you could always tell who was going to be the preachers because out of the young men, because they always moved up to the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> we always moved up to the front and, you know, we'd be attentive uh, to the word and we all had the same testimony. Oh, yeah. what I'm going through on my job, what I'm going through on this and knowing that I wasn't going through it by myself. Yeah, that's why the Bible says forsake not the gathering of yourself. Yeah. You know, it says so as a, it says as the day draws close. You know, it's for right. us to encourage one yes. another to get that encouragement to know that I ain't like I said you didn't you only knew part of my testimony. I don't know all of yours, right. but us talking and us right. letting right. each other know I've been through that same thing. You yeah. know, lets me know okay I'm not in this battle by myself because if you do that you'll be like Elijah was. I'm the only one standing for you, Lord. Yeah, I got, I'm the I got only one. Right, I was like I got other people right. that ain't bad. Right, you, you just know. you just in a depressed state and ain't going to. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> And, and the enemy uses that for a lot right. of people, and they and I know we kind of and like that's why they 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 start running, they lose heart, they lose hope, right? You know what I mean? And that's right. what the, he's trying, he's trying to that's he right. he knows his job, and I and I can't fault a man for doing his job, right? right. I can't right. fault the enemy. Like, he's doing his right. job. That's what he's, he's supposed doing, to do. He's doing what he's supposed to do, but you have to do your job, right? That's it. And so and I and I love it because we even said in the Bible like he uses. Uh, Paul uses the analogies of, of a runner in a race, right? Right? Those that's like right. they do that. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, fight. I don't fight to beat air, right? I'm not just right. shadow boxing, right? That's right, right, right. I got a real fight ahead of me, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, uh, when you see fighters, you listen to them. They, they discipline themselves. They that's go, right. on, they eat meals. I said, I've heard fighters of uh, they trying to make weight, eat one meal a day, right, right, right. right? Yeah, right. To, to to make 147 right. pounds. They eating one meal a day, running five miles a day. I, if I ran five miles, I'm right. gonna need more than one meal. <laughs> right, one meal. I'm right, a meal right. before it, and I'm gonna need a right. meal after. It. Right. <laughs> but they're doing whatever they they're discipline right. themselves. They they're avoiding the the women and, yeah. and doing all this stuff to 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 like he says to 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 obtain a corruptible crown. Right. right, right. So what right. do we think we have to do for that incorruptible crown? Right, and so, even more. Right, even more. Yeah, we got to do right. even more. It is. And you know, I remember I was invited on somebody's radio show before and I had a young person call in and say, you know, kind of just kind of made a suggestion about almost saying that it's a different way for young people to be saved and for older people to be saved. 
And that's one thing I try to tell the young people. If you really mean business, it's no other way. Same way your, your parents went through it, the same way you got to have that same level of sanctification. You got to have that same mindset. It's no easier way. It's no, only it's one type of way. You know, you, you have to live a sanctified life because, you know, I remember growing up in the church and some of the people like, oh, you act so old. You act so. And it wasn't that I act so old. It's just I was just doing things the old way. Right. You know, I did certain things I didn't do, certain things I wouldn't accept. There's certain things that some of the other young people would go do that I wouldn't do because I, I was I meant business. Right. You know, I, I God had brought me from something and I, and yeah. I, I knew I owed him. You know, I, yeah. I, I didn't come in playing no games. You right. know, I remember my um, past in Ohio. I gave the story when he first got in the military. He said he got in there, he was playing around because he really didn't want to be there. Yeah. And then when they first started talking about they were getting ready to go to battle and go to war and he might lose his life, he said he got serious. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said he got serious. He said he cut out the plan. He started learning how to assemble that gun, assemble yeah. it, learning his drills and routine. And that's how I was. You know, yeah. I understood I was in a battle. I started seeing them temptations come back up from when I was, yeah. before I moved uh, and was still around my friends and seeing how I slipped up that time. And yeah. okay, I'm in a battle. Yeah. If no, I don't get weird. serious about this. So if it took for me moving and leaving my, my mother, leaving my family behind to go be in Ohio just to get from around, I did it because yeah. I knew I had to do what I had to do to be saved it's like the bible said if your right hand offends you cut it off yeah if your eye offends you pluck it and it's not saying in a literal sense but it's saying if even if it hurts you because cutting your hand off it hurts you right but if, even if you got to do something that's going to hurt you it hurt me to leave my mother yeah i remember until this day she cried yeah. you know she yeah. cried yeah. And, and even my my wife now <laughs> i remember her crying you know they yeah. came all to see me before i left and and you know and i know you didn't ask this but now i'm just remembering like everything that transpired yeah, yeah. but and when I left and when I pulled off and, and um, my wife and my well, my girlfriend at the time and my mother was sitting there waving by. And I said, Lord, I love I'm talking about my wife. I said, I love her, but I love you more. And I'm going to leave because I want to do what you have me to do. And he blessed us to get back together and get married. Look you know, and that. she was saved and I was saved. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so that. God did it the right. And that shows, you know, I, I like to share that because you can't give up nothing for God and he don't repay you for it. Yeah. You know, I and was I, just thinking about that before right. you said it. Like when you were talking a little while ago, you talked about like friends and God giving them back because mm -hmm. that's what He says. Right, that's what the right. word. No, God, man. no man, no man, man. Uh, fathers, mothers, houses, right, man, right. He won't repay you double. And, and like in this life, in this life, right. right? And I, I always tell people like people look at quantity because you know people like to be popular, right? And like everybody doesn't know. Right. I don't, I don't care about stuff like, but right. but what I lost, I, I can look back and say what I lost in like quantity god definitely gave me back in quality that's right that's right, right right and so I, I i can say on this side you know i'm not a big i'm doing a podcast i know it sounds crazy mm -hmm. not a big talker i'm kind of I'm keeping to neither. myself <laughs> but if you I talk know. about the word of god i get right. excited and so like <laughs> i'll start talking uh -huh. but i've seen god like bless me with like good friends mm -hmm. you know what i mean and, and me even being more of like an introverted person god has still blessed me with like people in my life that right. you know Bible talks about iron sharpens iron, and I can truly say, like, and then God gives some people, you're like, man, this is a right good person. And then you're like, right. well, I don't want to, I don't want to not be a good person, right? Let me, right. let me study and pray, <laughs> right? Right, it's like it does something for it you, does. encouraging you, That's and right. God gives it back. And I like how you talked about, like, even that, you know, you left, you left for it, like, hey, I'm giving my mm -hmm. life to God, and God was able to bring that back and bring right. it, you know. He's like, she's saved now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm saved, and God put y'all back together, right. right? And you hear so many stories about that people getting saved, and they're like, yeah, it wasn't, we were going one way, but it's a blessing of how God even puts your 
your life together like like a puzzle. Right. Like blessing. Right. You know what I mean? The devil don't want you to see that. Right. You know, he doesn't want was, you to see. I was just see. telling my brother-in-law that yesterday. I said, you know, it's something, you know, you say the older saints talk about you got to gain some experience in God. And I see why now, because now it, it it's a blessing to be able to look back over, like even talking now, I'm remembering stuff that I that it may have even forgotten. You yeah, know, and that's yeah. why I keep saying side note and all. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm like edifying myself, remembering stuff that God did for me, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it's amazing to be able to sit and look back and see like, man, God brought me through that. I remember when I was going through this. I remember that. I remember this. And man, look where I'm at now. Look what God, look how I thought I was giving that up and he wasn't going to replace it. Right. You know, but he did. Like you said, he gave me better. He replaced it. He made my life better, even when I didn't understand at the time. Right. And like they sing the song, you understand better by and by. Right. As right. time go on, you start to see why God did certain things that he did that you didn't understand at the time. Yeah. You know? And I love it. And so I know you said you, you now we, we, we went on a tangent, but it was a good tangent. So <laughs> Sorry. I, <like> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good. And so, you know, you, you moved, you in Ohio and you had a new church and, um, and uh, I always tell people, cause you know, you talked about a little bit, like getting saved and like those first things after getting saved, how mm -hmm. he comes with those same temptations, right, you right. know what I mean? Like you said, you were in college, um, but I'm sure there are some other trials and things that mm -hmm. you've experienced through your life and, um, even going on, like, you know, cause I would say we, we learn God in different ways, right? you know, God wants us to show us, he show us like. He's everything. Right. You know what That's I mean? Right. Like, you know, like, you know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, you, you're young and you preach about stuff. And you're like, oh, he's a healer. And then you don't know until you right, get sick. You're right, like, right. No, nah, he really no, is a healer. That it changed a little bit. Like, no, not for real. Right. He's he a, is healer. I know. They ain't just saying it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, he's a provider. You then you like, we were struggling. Right. You know, and God became a provider. Um, and so if you have any testimonies, like things you can share, you know, with the people, I'm sure you have um, some situations, some circumstances. Yeah, I would say the hardest test I've been through and this like kind of hits home for me because, but it's actually, you know, how I ended up down here for gospel. Um, I had to leave my church in Ohio. Mm -hmm. and, and let me say this just in case, I don't know this be on Facebook, anybody from that church sees it. I, I thank God for my church in Ohio Yeah, because that's where I got my foundation. Yeah, I got strength in there. You know, people ask me sometimes, how do you learn how to preach like that? How do you? I learned it from my my first pastor. Well, that's and I can tell because mm -hmm. I hear you. I'm like, man, he got some good teaching from somewhere, right? So, <laughs> like, you, so you know. I, I thank God, and I even called him when I got down here and thanked him for everything. You know, yeah. you know, but I had to leave because the standards started changing. Mm -hmm. And at this time, uh, what was I about three, four years saved, just a minister. Um, it discouraged me mm -hmm. because you got to think growing up without a father, you know, even though me and my father got back together, but when I moved down there with him, but my dad had backslid. Mm. So I, for a spiritual guidance, I couldn't really look at him. He was looking to me now, yeah, you know, cause I'm up preaching and I, many times I'm preaching, he come to the altar after I preach. So it's oh, like, man. I'm having to be that example for him yeah. as a, as a, as his child, yeah. you know? And so now I've, my pastor was like the role model I was looking at. Yeah. You know, and then when he started changing, I mean, it, it did something to me because, mm -hmm. you you know, you 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 trust your leaders. You trust what they say. Right. And now things that I was taught about holiness and sanctification is now it's changing. Yeah. You know, things that wasn't allowed before is now changing. But something in me wouldn't let me change with it. Yeah. So I'm still getting up preaching the holiness, sanctification, preaching all this and rebukes are coming. And it's coming. If I feel like David, you know, Saul and David, you know, yeah, it was like yeah, a, yeah, I'm yeah. getting javelins and darts thrown at me and, yeah. and i'm like when i'm preaching what you taught me you know yeah. 
and it hurt me. I got discouraged to where I didn't even want to preach no more. They asked me to preach and I tell them, no, it was, yeah. I got so discouraged to where I left. I left and moved back to Indianapolis. Oh, wow. You know, just left, didn't tell the past, didn't tell none. I just up and left because I was just so discouraged and I was confused. Yeah. Because I'm like, Lord, holiness saved my life. But here is I'm looking at this man that I looked up to that pretty much taught me everything that I knew about salvation. Mm -hmm. Change it now. Yeah. You know, so I'm confused. What's right and what's wrong? Because when you got, when, when you just only three years saved, and you seem like you're the only one that's well, and I might not have been the only one, I might have been like Elijah. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? But it seemed like the majority of the church was going that way. Right. You know, so I'm like, okay, it's one thing when the world disagrees with you because you know they're not supposed to agree. Right, right. But when you got church folks, you know, doing it, it makes a confusion there. Yeah. You know, so I left and I was in a, a, a I was in a Elijah state. You know, like I said I didn't want to preach no more, you know, didn't want to, you know. You might as well just say this be honestly, I was in a backslidden state. Mm. And the Lord had to deal with me about, and like you just said before, about knowing him. Yeah. Like because all my life I've been looking for a male figure to look up to. Right. And at that time it was my pastor down there. But it was to the point to where I was looking at him more than I was looking at God. Mm. And God let me see, like, you need to know me. Yeah. You know, and take my yoke upon me. You you and learn of me. Right. You know, you learn what this man said. You learn, you've been watching him. And the Bible does say, follow your lead, follow them as you follow, as they follow Christ. Right, right. You right, know, right, so right. I had to get to a point where I had to learn God for myself and know what was right for myself and know that holiness changed my life. And, and if it changed my life, it was strong enough to get me away from the women, get me away from the selling drugs and the cussing and the music and all the time. Then it had to be right. It had to be right. It had to be right. You know, and God had to deal with me on that. And I can remember I'm, I'm down in Indianapolis, Indiana. I moved back, um, started going to a church in Indianapolis. Thank God for loving kindness, church of God in Christ. Yeah. They, they helped strengthen me was back to hearing sound doctrine and stuff. And that's when my, my my wife, because her and my my mother always stayed friends. Cause that's yeah. the only girl my mother ever liked. Any <laughs> other girlfriend I had, she couldn't stand. She's like, "What about that Kayla girl? What about that Kayla girl?" So they always stayed friends. Um, but my mother invited her to come hear me preach, and she actually got saved off my message. Oh wow! Um, and everything, and and we had started talking and getting married right away. You know, I had to make sure she was serious and <laughs> wasn't yeah, yeah, doing yeah. it for me. But you know, she had showed me in her in her journal how she she would write letters to the lord you like i want to be saved just don't know how and all that and everything mm -hmm. and it was just god putting the puzzle together right but um once started going to that church and this time i'm getting strengthened and everything and still you know just kind of just out there and that's when i remember i was working my job i was a break press operator and worked a midnight shift and i would bring my headphones and listen to messages and i just put in there i said just put in holiness preaching yeah, and that's first. I know, I know, that, I know full gospel. Came yeah, up. full gospel. <laughs> Apostle Murray came up. Apostle Lovis? No, uh, uh, Herman? Apostle Herman. Murray yeah, came up, and um, this message. At that time, I didn't see the full clips, but somebody would post like these ten minute clips. Man. So I would never hear the whole message, but it would be like ten minute clips. Yeah, and um, the ten minute clip, the title was "God Still Has a Standard." Yeah. And I mean, the Apostle Murray broke that down, talking about how we still got a standard. You can't, you know, sanctification is still right. And I mean, it was everything that I needed to hear, you know. You yeah. know, even though God had clarified it in me, it's like he always sent a witness to verify it. Yeah. And at that time, he Apostle was young then in that video. Yeah. You know, I don't know what he was then, yeah. but he was young. I mean, this is a young man preaching like yeah. what yeah. I believe, you yeah, know. Yeah, what yeah, I yeah, yeah. And to see him preaching that and preaching boldly, 
it strengthened me. Like, okay, I I know this is the right thing that I that I need to be in. You know, so I'm still going to this church in Indianapolis. And I'm just now I'm just giving you the testimony how I ended up in Dallas. Yeah. Um and preaching down there. I started teaching Sunday school down there, but it's like this wasn't right. It seemed like it wasn't where I was supposed to be at. Yeah. You know, it seemed like my time there was 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 done. Right. And it seemed like the Lord started dealing with me to move back to Ohio. Right. And I'm like, I ain't going back there. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm like, nah. That's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going. I know what that did to me. I ain't going back there. But it was so strong to where I would wake up in the middle of the night crying. Mm. And it seemed like, you know, you know, you're going over messages. I don't know how to know the Lord deal with you, but you be going over a sermon and you like picture yourself up preaching it. Yeah. Every time I do it, I'd be in the pulpit in Ohio doing oh, it. Man. And I'm like, what is the Lord saying? And my wife had never talked about moving. Yeah. And I said, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to do. <laughs> I'm married now because when I first left, I was single. Well, I, can't I said, go, I can't go I got... unless she wants to. I'm thinking, oh, okay, I got it. I ain't going to have to go. She ain't going to want to move. So I wanted to ask. She's like, you know what? I was thinking about it. Like, I do. Well, let's get out of here. Let's move to Ohio. I'm like, no, nah, you wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> you supposed to say no. Um, so, you know, after God dealing with me about almost a year, we ended up packing everything up and moving down there and um, didn't know why. I'm like, yeah. well, maybe things changed. Maybe things back and got there. Things was the same. Mm. And I start trying to feel myself get discouraged again. By then, God started dealing with me like, okay, you know now. You do stick to what it is I told you. And, and at that time, I had full gospel. I would go to our services, get out of my service, and I put on full gospel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I had that. But now, like I talked about earlier, you know, as you go through things, you can look back and see why God had you do certain things. Because, see, by me moving back, Elder Bruner started going to our church. Yo. And I knew of him because he was a uh, – a, fellow, a sister church to us. We were um, our pastor and his pastor with fellowship sometimes. Yeah. I didn't know him, but I just seen him. Yeah. You know, and he started going to our church because his grandma got sick mm -hmm. and he wanted to go to a church. Um, and I always admired Nevelston when he started going. And it's like me and him clicked just like that. And our pastor let him have words one day. And I thought he was going to say, you know, I'm from El uh, his pastor was Elder Avery. From when I when I knew him, he was um, under Pastor Avery. Yeah. Something he's going to say, I'm from, you know, Pastor Avery's church. He said, um, I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple. And I mean, my ears shot up. I said, <laughs> I'm like, you from where? At the church, I said, you said you from what church? I said, man, I, at this time, I've been watching Full Gospel about eight years. Yeah. Oh, man. Eight, nine years. And I said, you from what church? He said, Full Gospel Holy Temple. I said, man, I watch that church all the time. I said, you actually go there? He's like, yeah, I'm just down there taking care of my sick mother. He said, actually, I'm best friends with the pastor. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> he said, I can let you talk to him. And he called called Apostle Murray, and me and Apostle Murray talked and everything. And he didn't know what I was going through, but he said, be encouraged. And that's all he said, but it lifted my spirits because it's the man that had been that had helped strengthen me, you right. know, in my time, my hardest trial. Right. And for him to say that and just tell me to hold on to the truth and everything and Pastor um, Elder Bruner had um, moved back to Dallas, and like a year after that, God started dealing with us. Like, and he let me see that's the whole reason why I had you come back. Because I'd have never moved to Dallas if I didn't know nobody. Didn't know nobody. But yeah. Me and Elder Bruner developed a closer look. Like that was like my brother now. You yeah. Know? So I didn't mind moving down there. And my wife started watching Full Gospel. She enjoyed the church. So yeah. God dealt with us. We packed up everything, sold our house, left the job, left everything, and came down here. That's a blessing. Because I mean, you hear people talk about like, you know, uh, to kind of go back to the beginning of it, like. Um, I mean, I've had the 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 luxury, I'll say, mm -hmm. of being born in full gospel holy mm -hmm. temple. Uh, my grandfather that I talk about is was a pastor, uh, 
one of our locations. And mm-hmm. My mom was a minister, so you probably like, why you didn't get saved early? I was uh-huh. hard headed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, um, so this is what I know, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a like I don't take it for granted, right? You know what I mean? Because when you do look at the, at the landscape of the I say church world. I don't want to say the church, but the mm-hmm. church world. Right. You do see a lot of like changes. Right. You know what I mean? Things that are not according to scripture, but I mean, I've I've never been a part of something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That right. that was right, and then started to change. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So to hear somebody say like, "Hi," mm-hmm. you know, like, "Hey, man, I God changed my life. He led right. me here." You know what I mean? And then right. to see, uh, and then to say like, "Hey, I saw." Changes and how that was a discouragement. I can see how they can be discouraging. Yeah, it would be equivalent of, I mean, God forbid, Apostle Lobias going back after all them years, it strengthened you. Yeah. Because that's how he was. I mean, yeah. So just imagine if that happened and he, oh, you know, this is okay now, you know, and, and you getting rebuked for the same stuff that you was taught yeah, that was put like, in you, you confused. Like, because especially you're going to start like, well, I'm, like, this is, right. did, the, did the scriptures change? Right. Like, like happened, right. right? right. So I can see, and then we were talking, um, I was on a, I was on another podcast, and I'll, I'll say as my uh, a brother uh, called to be different, uh, mm-hmm. brother George Bolden. He had okay. us on a panel, and we were talking about uh, how to win this next generation. Mm-hmm. And some of the same stuff you just brought up was what we kind of what like the Lord had dealt with me on, and some of the things we 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 kind of talked about. Uh, you talked about the the snippets. Basically, you were, you were watching snippets of the sermon. It mm-hmm. helped you, right? And I talked about. I was like, man, sometimes you have to understand where where we are at in society. That's People's right. intentions, attention span isn't long, That's but sure, put right. but posting some snippets mm-hmm. of a message and yeah. they get right to the nitty gritty, right? right. <laughs> It'll keep people being like, right. hey, man, what is this? How do I find more? And they're looking right. for those That's snippets, right. right? That's right. And it looks like it sounded like you were looking for those. Yeah, I looking like, for hey, them. I like. Uh-huh. I'm waiting on these like right. little clips to come up uh-huh. and. And so I was like, it, just to hear you say it after that's something we talked about, mm-hmm. right? Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, we talked about like how to win this generation and things like, man, you gotta you gotta captivate them as quickly that's as right. you can, that's right? Because that's that's how they're getting everything. They're microwave generation, you know what I right. mean? They that's get everything right. quick, and so uh, that's that's these snippets can pull them in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, clip that. Good portion right. of that message, right, right. put it out there, <laughs> right. let them see it, and it may it may draw them. I mean, I talked, we talked about like how many times have you been scrolling and you see something and you're like, Man, what else they got? Right, like, you know what right. I mean? It's that's good, right. and so that's right. Just hearing like snippets made, like to hear somebody say that's what mm-hmm. helped them, that's what drew them in, and 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 and, and how important that online ministry, it is. how right. important it was for you, it mm-hmm. kept you fed. Mm-hmm. You said for what eight years, yep. right? <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. That's so when I got here, I told Apostle Murray, I said, "You don't know, but you've been my pastor for the last eight years." <laughs> I said, "I ain't just a, a new member. I've been, I've been watching, I've been y'all. listening, I've been shouting what, when y'all shout." Yeah. <laughs> you it's, know, it's so. important, like the online ministry, to hear this important. That's a blessing, man. I love to to hear that. Of course, we're glad that uh, you're here, right? And so, right, right. Uh, and and but just to hear all that, I mean, I can only imagine, like. Well, like you said, confused and mm-hmm. things like that. Like it could take some people too. So, and I'm pretty sure that's some. It's not. We don't. We don't just go through. That's nothing new under the sun. Right. You're not the only person that dealt with that. Right. You weren't the first person. You're not the last. I'm pretty sure that somebody dealing with that right now. Right. So I'm pretty sure they needed to hear that. Right. right. Needed to hear like right. you know what I mean that's and right. and needed to hear like you know sometimes you're like you know like just see what it is, guys. So 
two great things came out of it, right? You you went back, you got mm -hmm. your wife, got your wife. girlfriend, she, yeah. she ends up getting married. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know what I mean? So it's five like, kids later. <laughs> yeah, so some, <laughs> some, some great things came out mm -hmm. of, of that of that happened. You develop a relationship with a brother. Right. You know what I mean? You That's get right. you get a, a, a good brother mm -hmm. out of all of that. So I don't know people they'll see trials and but like look at God even blessing you in the midst That's of right. some of like those things, those those blessings that he still poured out mm -hmm. in the middle of your times of confusion. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's what I love about God. Yeah. You can be going through, but he still give you just enough just yeah. to keep you strengthened. Yeah. Let you know I'm still with you. Yeah. I ain't you ain't out of it yet. But here's just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You <laughs> a little back. water to, to quench the fire just a little bit. Yeah, you, you don't realize, again, when you're going through it, then you look back and you're like, man, God was helping me. That's right. All along. He was That's blessing right. me. Even yeah. in the midst of it, he was blessing me as he was going through it. Um, and I, I mean, I, I guess, I, I know this isn't a question. I know you'll, you'll be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. This isn't the question I had right. writing down, but like um, ministry, like being a, being a minister, uh, I think you're a great minister uh, from where I hear. Um, like what? What? Like what advice could you give to like help young ministers? I mean, you start. I don't know mm -hmm. how long did when did you start ministering? After uh, you got saved, I got saved in 06. I started preaching in 08, mm -hmm. so I was about 21, 22. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so what are some like advice? I mean, I'm sure like there were some even times of confusion mm -hmm. and just <laughs> trying right. to learn how to be a minister, it's, basically being yourself because it's a copycat world right, too, right? right. right. People want to feel like, well, that's how they do it. I got to you know, right. be like this. So what is like some advice maybe you can give to some ministers the, that you've the, learned? The biggest advice is, man, developing that relationship with the Lord because God deals with us all in different ways. Mm -hmm. First of all, if you're going to be delivering the word you and delivering a message, you got to know the messenger. Right. And you got to know how he's giving you that message. Well, I like it. And see, you got to know how God deals with you. And see, I learned that to my... See, I thank God for being married, but how I really learned when I was single and yeah. I just had that time just to, yeah. you know, just to know the voice of God and know how he's dealing with me and everything. That's how I begin to know what God, what, okay, what can I, what, what did God want me to preach? What does he want me to say? Because you got to, I tell people it's a difference between a sermon and a message. Yeah. I can go in the Bible and preach anything, but it might not be the word that the yeah. message that God wants the people to hear. Yeah, I like that. You know, yeah. you know, I can get them to say God healed, God loves God. And, and, and you have that today. Right. A bunch of preachers preaching. Yeah, it's in the word. They got a scripture for it. But what is God saying in this hour? Right. And you need more preachers that can tell people, know the times. Right. You know, what was it, the book of Daniel when the king was trying to figure out what the Lord was saying? He's right, like, is right, there right. any any of, any of you among me that can discern the times? Let right. me know what, what's being said. And only right. Daniel, one man. Yeah. Was able to stand up and say, I can I can discern that for you and let you know what the Lord is saying. Right. And in these times we living in, as ministers of the gospel, you got to be in such a place to, to be on point when you stand before God's people. Because if God got a message, he's holding you accountable to deliver that message. He right. needs men and women of God that's going to speak what he's saying in this hour. Not just give the people that itchy ear message, but what is God really saying? And that's one thing, you know, sometimes I used to be like that earlier in my ministry. Because, of course, as a young minister, you want to hoop and holler. Right. You want to preach that encouraging message that you know right. people are going to clap behind you with. Right, right, right. But God had to get me out of that. Right. And, and because if that's not what God wants said, it's not going to help the people. They might uh -huh. shout. They might dance. But no, we want deliverance to come out of our messages. Right. We want the anointing. We want yoke, yokes to be destroyed. And that's only going to be said through the word that God has given for that hour. When you read, when he would give prophets certain things, right, right. it was a specific message. Like, right. go tell the people this, Isaiah. Go tell the people yeah. that, Jeremiah. And it's the same with us. Other flowers, go tell the people this. And I got to know what God is saying. That only comes through spending time with the Lord. You got to fast. You got to pray. 
you'd be surprised how many preachers don't fast and pray. Mm. Just going off a gift. Yeah. You know, because I know my gift is to teach. Right. And, and and even in my low state, when I said I was discouraged and I got, you know, in a backslid state, I could still tell people about the word of God. This was my gift. Right. But it wasn't it wasn't effective. Right. Because I what I had lost that that my my connection to the power source. So I would say stay connected to God. Get in a place where you learn the voice of God. Because if you're going to speak for God, you got to know his voice. Right. That way you ain't up there speaking in the flesh. Speaking yourself. Right. Just telling what right. you think people want to hear. Right. Uh, I like that. He's like, you got, if, you, if you're going to have a message, you got to know the messenger. Right. <laughs> you That's know right. what I mean? And people right. don't know right. the messenger. But right. They just, I mean, I'm it's easy. The and they, and then, then they're, they're twisting the scripture. Right. They're messing up Using the scripture. Right. right. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't really know. They don't know mm -hmm. what the guy is hearing, what God wants to say. Like you said, you, you get up and, in this damn time, like you know, you like, man, I can't hoop. Like me, my my issue when I first started, uh, like I was like, man, I'm not good at speaking. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a See, bad. <laughs> I had a bad. Uh -huh. I I had a bad stammer. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to say stutter. I didn't stutter, but like, but I talk fast. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, man, I talk way too fast. How do I slow it? <laughs> you know, and I had Same this this stammer. You know what I mean? And you like, and then when you hear yourself stammer, okay. you like. Man, that's all they think. And so even though you still you still mm -hmm. going on with your message, you like they hear man, me I mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you can't allow God to like you're not giving space for God because right. you're still putting yourself, yourself in front. In you know what I mean? It's like you have to learn how to be like, you know, let get you'd be let surprised me how many people don't even notice that. Yeah. It's been times I get up there because I'm just like, ah, and I'm just like you. I'm an introvert. I don't yeah. really talk. You know, yeah. I don't I don't really talk unless it's about the word of God. I can yeah. talk all day. But when I get nervous, I talk real fast. Yeah. And that's my way of getting out of nervous is to try to make other people think I ain't nervous. Yeah. Even now I'm real nervous. That's why yeah. I'm talking real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw it on myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but I do it a lot when I'm up on the pool, but I get nervous. I'll be praying and praying so fast, start stuttering over word. Yeah. And I get on, I ask my wife, did you hear me stutter? She's like, I didn't hear nothing. Like nobody yeah. even, I, it just, I be, the, I right, the, it just be the enemy. Like, you know, they don't, you know, God got away when it's anointed. They ain't, they don't yeah. care about it. It's like you hear like, the yeah. pastor say, somebody with the anointing might not be able to sing, get up there and screech and everything. Yeah, and but then, you won't even notice it. You just feel that anointed. And yeah. that's what matters. I'd rather have the anointing than to get up there and be able to talk all profound and everything. Yeah, that's what we're living in. I don't think people really want, they want to minister without the anointing, right? Mm -hmm. And they want, but that's one thing. I want, man, God, I, I want the anointing. I think, you know, me, I feel like you said, I, I do the same thing. My wife would be like, oh, it was good. I'd be like, it was right. terrible. I just like, <laughs> like I try to watch my messages. I can't do it. All I do is critique myself. Like, yeah, you I don't like, even pay attention to the fact of you know God was using me or people was blessed or you know, yeah. all of them, man, I said that. Why'd I do that? Why'd yeah. I make that face? Why yeah, yeah you're looking at the wrong stuff. Uh -huh. It don't matter, it wasn't about me, no way. Right. And so like, I just learned not to even watch Yeah, that's what I started. I was like, I can't because you know, you get you started looking at and it the self, wrong way, right? right? Itself, itself, right and yeah. you're just like, man. Uh, and, and I mean, it's, it's. I think it's it's not a wrong desire because everybody, if God giving right. you something to handle, you want to do. You well. want to do it right, and that's yeah, where it like, comes from. It, yeah. It's not so much a sense of oh, it's about. It's just you want to. You care about it. Yeah, you God know, has so, entrusted me with this, right? And right. I don't want to. And I'm up there stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like I, I totally understand too because I don't want people to think like we just saying oh it's about us. Like look, no, it's about like God entrusted right, me right with this, especially when, like you said, giving giving a message. Mm -hmm. You're like God is giving me right. this message, and like I'm just trying to do it justice. Right. Like you know what I mean? Because you know, like you said, like I don't know about you when you you, you preach this. I'm like, yep, right. I, I didn't preach that right. message 17 times to myself yep. before I didn't preach right, it. Right. 
right. and then you're like, it didn't come out knock. Now right. one of those no, seventeen right. times, nothing like I did in my house. <laughs> right. Got all the people looking at you now, yeah, the, yeah. the bright lights in your face. It's, like, it's nothing like uh, that. But like, I like that you said, like the gist is like you got to know the word, you got to know the messenger because, and like you said, people are not fasting, they're not praying, mm-hmm. and so then you don't even know how to shift with the spirit, right. which is like you know what I mean, and like. Move with how God wants you to move. It's even like now time. we just going from yeah. <laughs> and that's I let's I looked over the question. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm pretty sure two preachers get in there and we're gonna we'll make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll I mean, make it through. And, it, and it, that's how it is because like you said, like you know, we start talking about the rhetoric, start talking about the things of God, you just follow the spirit. Right. Like we talked about it earlier, like discipline was a right a big a big part right. because I feel like somebody somebody may needs to hear that. I've seen people like I've seen people come in on discipline and they're like, oh. I mean, discipline be safe. Like, well, how are you gonna stay right, safe? Right. If you're not disciplined, you're right. that's sanctification. I think one of my <laughs> last messages I preached at the church was um spiritual preventative maintenance. Yeah. Spiritual maintenance. You yeah. gotta maintain anything in this life, your car, your house, right. your body, you know. If you don't maintain something, it's gonna eventually fail. And, and we'll gonna... we'll put all the effort into all those things. Right. You see people they in between they the the rims on their car yep. with, with the top, making sure there's no little speck right. of dirt on right. it. Right. But when yep. it comes to your salvation, we, you, you don't need to do any discipline right. that. You don't need to make maintain that. You don't need to keep that up. But right. you, you do. You have to. Why? Right? Because the Bible says we have a an enemy who's walking about right. as a roaring lion, seeking. seeking. He's That's looking right. for somebody looking to devour. For He's looking for somebody to take down. And if we don't guard ourselves, mm-hmm. like if you know what That's I mean, right. if, if you if like you and I love the whole thing. And you know, like I'm not going to put myself in situations. That's gonna uh, uh, bring me back to what I used to be. That's right. And so many people, that's what they find themselves doing. They're mm-hmm. trying to hang out with those old friends. They're trying to uh, uh, walk the. And then even ministers, they're trying to be coming. And that's not that we're above people, but like sometimes God just He calls you right away from certain things because you know Moses had to go up to the that's mountain. So I was just when you got that, I was just getting ready to say that because I it's funny because I've been reading that. Yeah, I've been studying about that because it was. Uh, um, Exodus, I forget what chapter, but he told Moses, he said, come up to the mountain and he said, be there. And that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Just told him, just be there. Just want you to be there. I want you to come up, lead them people down. I want you to come up higher and I want you just to be there. Be in that. That's where I want you to be. I want you to be higher than what, not that, like you said, in the literal sense that you better, but when, like I said, when you're trying to hear from God, God is high. You have to get away from right. all the you, clutter, you, the right. noise. You got to get away from it. And he told him to come up. And, and Moses was sitting up there for just for six days. God said nothing to him, but he was just God told him to be there. He was there. And then the seventh day, he called out to Moses and said, "Come up even higher." Mm. And called him into the cloud. And that's when he gave him. He was there for forty days. Don't and 40 give nights. don't give him all that because you're gonna preach that prior. Oh later. yeah, I am. <laughs> I've been working on it. But 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 that that stood out to me. You just said that like as. as people that are going to hear from God. He had to go get the Ten Commandments. He had to go hear what God wanted from his people. He couldn't have got that down there. Yeah. He had to go up to a higher place. He said, come up to this mountain. Come up higher yeah. and be there, Mo. This is where I need you to be. If I'm going to speak to you, and it, and it took patience from Moses. Six days. Can you imagine six days? I'm up here on the mountain. I'm not like, hearing nothing. No direction. Okay, right. No, And it's like that sometimes. But 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 he was still in the right position. Was, so when he God be there. Because right. when God spoke, spoke again, he was, he was able to hear right. it. He couldn't have heard that down Yeah, there. he couldn't have heard it because you <laughs> right. weren't in the right position. So right. sometimes God wants to use us. God wants it. But if we don't, if we're not in the right position, mm-hmm. how can we how can we complain? Oh, well, God, you're not right. using me. But God said, like, you just be there. You weren't right. there. You was over there. You was in the wrong spot. I <laughs> you, was looking for I told you to be here. And I went back and looked. You was, you you weren't was there. over there. So yeah. I got somebody else. <laughs> right. I had to, right. had to get somebody else. Man, I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And uh, I guess that's one of the I, I call it like a fun question. Mm-hmm. You know, during your time, like, are there any like songs that oh. you would listen to, like that kind? Of, then, like, man, like I love the word, right? So mm-hmm. we can come to church and we don't have to have a song. We can get straight to preaching. Right. I'm happy. Like, you know what right. I mean? I, but you know, any songs, you know, songs make you feel good sometimes. So. Right. So, <laughs> with me, I, I'm very old school when it comes to songs. Yeah. I don't. I, there's a lot of this new music I can't tell you who sing it. Yeah. If only time I know it is because I heard the choir sing it or but a lot of those old hymns, a lot of those older songs. But when I grew up on my dad, every Saturday we cleaned up and he he had one of them he had that record player. He had them oh, old really? yeah, and he get it running, he played that old John P. Key. Okay. You know, that old Fred Hammond when the, the old Fred Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, funny, I promise Fred Hammond gets so much like uh-huh. <laughs> so much love when I ask this question. Right. Like everybody yeah, was like, yeah. not the old Fred Hammond, like pre-dreads Fred. Right, Hammond. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that song Keep in My Mind. That's one of my songs. I mean, it's a lot of them, but Mississippi Mass Choir. Yeah. That one that was that called song called. Um what was it called? Oh, it's like, hold on, no soldier. Yeah. Uh, you carry the tune right uh, there. You can get in the choir. Nah, that's, that's, all y'all, that's all y'all get. <laughs> but yeah, they tell the hold on. Because that's that was a song I listened to when I was going through my earlier days. Because all I knew was what my dad, you know, yeah. stuff he listened to. So that's yeah. what he listened to. That's what I listened to. All right. But when I first got, say, the first CD I bought, uh, when I said I got rid of all my rap music, so I had to replace it <laughs> with something new. Yeah, was Smokey Norfolk. I need you now. Okay, and yeah. I actually sung that in church. Oh, for real? <laughs> you know, at that time they they asked me to sing. I said I don't. I said, well, since you asked me, I will. Yeah, and I sung it. In. I just closed my eyes and, and sung it. But that song, oh, it meant so much to me because that's the that's was the sentiments on my heart at that time. Lord, I need you now. You yeah. know, not a second, not another minute. <laughs> yeah. I need you now. And He did just that. He came in and delivered. So, yeah, I think we kind of covered a lot of it. Uh, I know we went, gonna, but before we get out of here, because we've been going, I know for uh, a little bit now. All right. <laughs> if, uh, I want to, um, but before we get out of here, I was trying to give like the, the listener like a chance to just kind of talk about like, you know, you know any thoughts they want to leave with the people, like mm-hmm. what they want to say. Because I mean, sometimes it's just things on our heart, right? And right. sometimes you just like, it's an opportunity just to tell people you know, those things that's on your heart concerning the Lord. Yeah, when I looked at one of those questions when you had gave it, given it to me, and I thought about saying about my own life, like we all we love the word, but we all have our own pet pet scriptures, you know, because yeah. they the ones that got us through. They right. the ones that I mean, you live by every word of God, but he's the one that just really is so what's the word? So just important and profound in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the ones is I believe it's Jeremiah ten and twenty three. It says, "For oh Lord, I know that." The way a man is not in himself. Mm-hmm. It's not a man that walketh to direct his own steps. Yeah. And in the scripture, of course, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And those are scriptures I pray every morning. And where I'm at in my salvation, because I have learned, you know, through bumping my head through certain things, it is so important to be in the will of God. Yeah. And that scripture that says it's not in man that walketh to direct his own path. The thing that stood out to me was when he said it's not in a man. Mm. I mean, even if we wanted to do it, it's not in you to do it. To do it. And that's why we make so much mistakes trying right. to do it on our own, because it's not in you to do it. Right, right. <laughs> the God didn't even put it in us to do it. You know, right. you all always you take a man that don't know God, eventually he's gonna make a mistake somewhere right. down the line right. and mess something up. Right. Because it's not in you to do it. And they said it's not a man that walks to direct his own own steps. So I would just say, man, make sure whatever you do, 
seek God about it. Make sure you're in the will of God, especially in this this last day and hour with so much deception with the world just being so blunt mm -hmm. and so much. And now it ain't just the world. It's in a lot of churches, yeah. the church world, as we said, not the, the true church, but the church world. Right. And if you don't know you in the will of God, one thing I've learned, if I'm in the will of God, I'm bound to succeed. Right. And not even just with your salvation, but I mean, in every decision, you know, in all thy ways, acknowledge the Lord because, and he'll direct your path. Because one thing I learned, I was just telling a friend of mine this yesterday. If you in the will of God, if you fail, that means God will fail. Mm -hmm. Because what is God's will? It's his desire for you. It's what right. he wants. It's what he wants for you. Right. And what God wants, who's going to stop what he wants? Right. So if I know, like me moving down here to Dallas, I said, I moved my house, I sold my house, left my job, trusting that God to make a way. But I said, God, this is what you want me to do. I know you going. God is going to always give provisions where he tell you right, to go. Right, he don't right. never send you somewhere without giving provisions right. at that place. And God done just that. But I knew it was his will. Yeah. And that's what I told my wife. I said, yeah, I know it don't seem it seem weird what we doing because you got the naysayers talking. Y'all leaving it. You got a wife and kid. Y'all do y'all know where y'all going to stay? Where you going to work at? I didn't have answers for none of that. All I right. knew was God said move to Dallas. Right. You know, but I knew it was his will. And I knew it wasn't gonna fail. And I, you see, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bliss too. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I would just say, just make sure in this hour that we in the will of God. Yeah. Because it's not in you to direct your own path. Right. <laughs> if you try it yourself, you are gonna mess it up. Yeah. Man, so, I love it. I've enjoyed this whole conversation. I'm sure we can have more conversations. I can get some more preachers. We could just do just talk about yes, that. Sir. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. <laughs> once you get, like you said, once you get a couple preachers together, right? Y'all talk. You, you know, talk, <laughs> right? You know, you you somebody say something, they stir uh, you up, right? And then, right, then you know, right. just just good good conversation at that right. point, right? So I do again. I thank you. I appreciate you for stopping by. I'm gonna go ahead and roll the outro.